Welcome to a special edition of American Players Theater Talk Backs to Go. I'm Buzz Kemper, and I invite you to take a walk up the hill with Orrin Schroeder and me as we take a look at APT's exciting new renovations. In this special episode, Orange chats with APT production manager Michael Bro and artistic director Brenda DeVita about these exciting renovations, including their beautiful new stage. It's my pleasure to have special guests today, Michael Bro and Brenda DeVita, who are going to talk to us about the great excitement of 2017, which is the great new stage at APT. And I'd like to start by asking, what were the worst things about the, the existing stage? What, what really drove the uh, need to replace it? Go ahead, Michael. I, I think that the, uh, the, the wood was rotting, basically. Uh, so we had our, our technical director, Bill DeWell, had come to me many times over the previous 10 years to say, I think this thing is coming. And uh, we talked about building a new theater. And at the time we talked about building a touchdown there were many of us who said, okay, but we can't forget about the uphill stage because it's not getting any younger. And we brought in um, Westbrook Engineering and another uh, two independent firms, actually, to do a, a structural analysis of how the stage was doing. And they both felt like we should tear this thing down and rebuild it. Uh, Westbrook um, knew that it would take us some time to raise the money to do that. And so they designed a sort of shoring up of the stage to get us uh, another five years as we planned um, a full replacement, so. Yeah, that, that first stage was built uh, the year, the first winter that Jimmy and I moved here in 95. I have pictures of him tearing down the old stage. And I remember the conversation, although things weren't really specific, but I remember the conversation, I mean, this is a temporary stage. This will be here for five, 10 years, you know, and that was, we've been here for 23 years. So clearly the stage had served us its turn, you know, had done a fantastic job. And it had been shored up by our crew every, every winter and uh, spring. Um, since it was built, to make sure we could use it in the summertime. Was it emotional to say goodbye to the old stage? It's still emotional. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. <laughs> yeah, I think, um, I, think I, I likened it to like you wouldn't have open-heart surgery if your heart didn't need it, you know, and that's kind of how it felt. It felt a little bit like we were taking this thing that we all love and, and, and uh, don't really understand why it's so palpably... Um, uh, it has such an emotional, we have such an emotional reaction to it. And uh, to, 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 you know, to toy with that or to tinker with that was a very, very big deal for all of us. I couldn't look at the pictures on Facebook of the, of the space without the stage there. I just thought, I want to see the new stage and I want it to be beautiful, but I can't look. I can't see that space empty. <laughs> and I'm sure I was, I'm not alone in, in that feeling. No, I think losses and change is really, um, really difficult and more difficult for those of us that have worked really hard to create some kind of sanctuary here and I think um and I think that that's kind of ironic given what we do for a living which is tell stories about the human condition and and the human condition naturally is about inevitable change and 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 letting go and and uh as much as it is anything and um and so I feel like it was a really good metaphor for all the work we do and how how it really didn't change the the, the hill is still there. The stories are still there. The actors are still telling great stories. The stars are still there. It's a different, um, it's a different home. And, and better than ever. I think everyone agrees that what, what you have created is amazing. What, what are you proudest of, Michael? What, what aspects of it do you think are most exciting? Because you worked really hard on this project for many years. Yeah, I, for me, it's the, the collaboration of it. Um, that the, there are so many minds and hearts, really, um, uh, that had their ideas uh, come to fruition on the stage. Um, 
it feels like everywhere you look, there's something that somebody else had input on. And that's really exciting to me. Um, and the other big one is longevity. I think this will be, stage will be here. I mean, we'll, we'll, we'll be making minor changes every day for the next uh, 25 years or, or longer, but um, it's going to be here long after Brendan and I are gone. Yeah, that's really, really true. And I think, um, Michael, we can't um, underestimate what Michael says about the collaborative. I think, again, it's another metaphor for what we do. We are collaborative art, and we took that skill set, and Michael is the master of that skill set of um, listening and, and collaborating and trying to figure out, like, more minds are better than one, and actually that's what we do on plays all the time. So when we do them really, really well, everyone owns them, and everyone, you know, their mark is on them, and I think that that's... We took that and uh, applied it to this kind of construction, and I think it was palpable to the construction guys, I think, um, in a real way. Absolutely. Um, the way. When they worked with us, they were surprised by that how effective it's, it can get a really bad rap, you know, and it can be really, 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 really hard. Michael can attest to that better than anyone. Um, but when it works well, it's really the best of, of all worlds. And what are some of the features of the, the performing space that the audience will, will uh, benefit from? Acoustics, uh, first and foremost, I think. Uh, it, you know, you sit in that house. You know, the, the, the first moment any of our actors, our core company actors in particular, came on stage, they could immediately feel the intimacy um, had grown a little bit. And um, it was already intimate, and it, now it felt more intimate. And uh, I think a lot of that has to do with acoustics. Um, and you can definitely hear better in places where you couldn't before. And how is that done? What are some of the features that, that make that possible? Well, we had a fantastic team of acousticians led by uh, Rick Talaski at, uh, uh, out of uh, Oak Park, Illinois, and um, they also did the acoustics in the Touchstone. And it was the shaping of the space. You know, the the natural amphitheater does a lot uh, to hold sound into that space, but the actual the shape of those stage walls, um, what's above the stage, what's behind the audience, all of that those architectural features were designed within an inch of their life to um, do the best we could. Uh, to improve acoustics in a world where wind and rain and cicadas and, you know, ambulances driving down (laughs) County C. I mean, there's only so much you can do. And did you lose seats in reshaping the amphitheater? We lost 50 seats. Um, So you now have... We now have... 1,090 fantastic seats. Yes, <laughs> we're sight lines. And I think the other benefit is in the sight lines. Um, there's a, a, there, are, there used to be seats that have had serious issues on the sides um, with a lot of the upsta- upstage center work. And we still have, you know, or will always as a thrust run that, you know, fine line of what's too far upstage and in for the sides. But I think we have vastly improved the sight lines for the majority, I mean, almost every seat in the house. Every seat in the house is better than it had been. No doubt. And from a lighting standpoint, are there changes there also? Yes, lots. Yeah, the, um, we've we tilted the stage a little bit so that um, it was better oriented between the existing lighting positions on those towers that surround the audience. And um, when we added a catwalk overneath the, over, overneath, over the stage, <laughs> and it's... Um, it improved lighting positions, but it also improved access to those lighting yep. positions. So, you know, we, we change the gels, the color on the lights every day so that every show looks a little different. And um, to do that, you had to climb a bunch of individual ladders. And there were certain places where we just couldn't access, and we'd say, you don't get to change colors here. Well, now we've now there's no place where you can't access easily on a daily basis, and, and we do. And safety is much, much better now, with the, given Agreed. the grid. And, and in terms of the physical stage, there's now a, a trap. Um, yeah, there's a trapping system underneath. There's, there was always a trap or a position or two on our, the, our, our old stage, which was 
very, very limiting for set designers. If you had the need, if a play called for some kind of burial, we needed to build that into the set and it was gonna happen in the same place, right? Um, that's the simplest thing. And now we can happen anywhere on the stage. But also to have that drive your entire set design, that that need design. Now you have the opportunity for not only that need, but the opportunity to employ, like at the end of, I should shut up. There's an, we employ it in a very effective way where no one expects it to happen. And that's really fun. And that's theatrical. And that's what we're in business for. So to have flexibility and versatility is, the, is key. Um, that's what we want to offer all of our artists to say, here, here's this really wonderful world, create. And um, yeah, uh, as my husband often says, you know, lack of choices can be freeing, but too many lack of choices is completely restraining. So, you know, this, it's, it's a fine line, but yeah, the trapping system is a very different world for us. And it's One. not just about um, being able to pull a trap and have a special effect or a stairway or something, or even scenery lifting up on a, on a hydraulic lift. We can also get... Um, a table lamp mm-hmm. down stage left. Mm-hmm. In the past, we would have had to crawl through the sand or tear up the stage to access just to get the wiring underneath there. Mm-hmm. Now we can get get at uh, pretty much anywhere. So it's it's uh, a big improvement for us. And yeah, I talk, yeah, I'm going to ask Michael a question. So let's talk about iguana. You know when we were putting up that very simple hammock, would mm-hmm. that be made so much easier with this system? Absolutely. Or yeah. So when we did Night of the Iguana, we um, tore open the stage, <gasps> we um, dug a hole, we poured a... Fi- uh, um, uh, a um, a footing yeah. for uh, so that we could put this hammock in and take it out on a given night and it wouldn't fall over when we were using it and without making like one of those cheesy ones that had a big wide base yeah, that yeah, we have yeah. to carry in because it wanted to look like it was built into the space. Um, uh, now we have access to be able to do that. You know, we could bolt that into the concrete in a different way. So, and Michael, you've mentioned a couple times about um, setting up a show and taking down a show. How does the the new storage facility um, behind the stage help make that easier? Because APT, unlike some other theaters, does things in repertory where you're doing one play in the afternoon and a completely different play that evening. Absolutely. So um, we're it's allowing a, right now. We are able to take much bigger pieces from the stage back to the storage area than we ever had before. So um, we always pack things like they're going into a truck, but now we have things that are bigger than would fit in a truck. Um, and we're, we're able to do that because we have these bigger doors and these wider sidewalks to be able to roll things. So a flea in her ear, for example, has, is built in a, large, a, a bunch of large wagon units that can be rolled off by several crew members <clears throat> rather than taking an additional 20 minutes to unbolt a bunch of pieces together and to stack it into smaller pieces. And that's all on, we're seeing that on all the shows in a wonderful way. I mean, there's no way to make that clear enough. (laughs) (laughs) How how huge that piece of, uh, for that world of people changing over those sets and um, the guys that are figuring out how to store those sets and the designers figuring out how to build, how to design those sets and the guys building those sets. It's just, you cannot understand the simplicity of that, which other places take for granted. Like, there's a door. Like, there's a door on their building or there's a window or something. They, they take it for granted like that. This is completely of a different world for us. Another way I think that APT is a different world is theaters elsewhere are struggling. APT starts a campaign to uh, build a new stage and supersedes its original goal and adds uh, additional amenities that might not have been possible otherwise. Uh, tell us a little bit about what happened, for instance, in the dressing rooms, some of, or I, maybe in the lobby. I cannot, we have to say thank you to everybody. I, I think that um, David taught us a lot about, um, David Frank, the former producing artistic director, taught, taught us a lot about frugality. And um, 
And also, uh, we learned a long time ago, crying wolf should be left for the very, very, very urgent times. And so when we do ask, and we also have a really... Uh, uh, we have a really, I think, good reputation for spending our money really wisely and not on uh, a lot of things that, you know, I heard about a $17,000 dress one time. And, um, we don't spend our money on that. We spend it on the things that we need. So when we went out to ask for that, those funds for this rebuilding of the stage, and we thought we're going to go up there with machinery and we're going to take things down. We want to go up there once and we want to get it all done at once. So yes, the dressing rooms became a larger and uh, a, a larger project. We went from just kind of remodeling or leaving them all the way alone to gutting the thing, extending it, and putting everything in one, in one building, the bathrooms, the showers, and, and uh, upgrading our facilities for wigs and uh, wardrobe. But you want to talk about that a little bit too? I think it's, <clears throat> we, we wanted to touch every, every part of the theater, and um, we knew that touching meant losing trees, digging up roads, you know, just it's invasive. You can't do a construction project like this without being invasive. And it takes time for all that stuff to grow back. And we didn't want to do, we talked about, you know, do we want to do this in three phases or four phases or five phases? But ultimately we said it's better to do a little less and do it than we might ultimately get, but do it all at once. And, uh, and our partners at Kramer Brothers were um, well suited to do that with us. And it, um, I think it, worked out great and and we were able to accomplish a lot more ultimately and that, and that would not have ever happened had it not been about our, our complete faith in our uh, planning process we had done the touchstone with a group of um, uh, contractors and people and, and teams that we felt really strongly we could work with again and michael had proven that he could you know write you know write any ship if it was going off course and we had learned the process of collaboration and and i think that we had great faith in the teams we were working with and our our ability to to do that work and it was a huge undertaking and people were like seven months and you're going to do what and I think that's the biggest thing about going up there now is seeing how much was accomplished in so little time but it wasn't it, I, I don't I don't know I can't say how much what we lost for doing it so quickly or what we gained for doing it I, I know what we gained I can see it we're experiencing it but I don't know any of the things that we feel like oh if we had had more time I'm not sure I'm not sure I think the urgency of it really lent to our our focus on it a little bit too agreed and, and it's a beautiful new facility that all of us in the audience are benefiting so much from. Thank you both for your hard work to make it happen. Thank, Thank you. you. Thank you very much. Talkbacks to Go is a production of Orange Tree Imports and Audio for the Arts. Our theme music is Err by Steve Tibbetts, and it appears here by permission of the artist, courtesy of ECM Records. Please find us on iTunes and YouTube under APT Talkbacks to Go. With Orrin Schroeder, I'm Buzz Kemper. Thank you for listening.